0: It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz.
1: Jazz are back in action tonight. Snapping a five-game losing streak on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And they got the Hawks. This is the first time facing the old coach who's now the enemy, Quinn Snyder. And Trey Young's out having surgery on a ligament tear in his pinky. So, man, the old guy and the new guy. Will Hardy versus Quinn Snyder. And Riley Jensen sitting in. He told me before the break he is so glad that they got rid of Snyder and they've got (laughs) Hardy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally. You're absolutely correct.
1: I think Snyder left on his own. In fact, I'm almost like uh, a 1,000% certain because I know they offered him a contract. That's just a fact. I mean, jazz people told me that. But Quinn wanted to leave, and it was probably the right time to go for him. I I don't know why he jumped back into it without sitting out the whole year and got back with Atlanta. The, The last time Atlanta won was never. It doesn't seem like they're in the position yeah, to win uh, now. Okay,
2: okay. So, a peek into a coach's and a player's mindset—they're going to be the first. They're yeah, the one that can do it. But they're the he one. He could have
1: waited and had better jobs. I, I agree. He was going to get jo- a job. I mean, he can coach basketball. I don't think there's any question about that. I'm not doubting his ability to coach basketball. I just think that be a little more patient. I mean, you came back in like March of last year or something.
2: I, I, listen, I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just well, I'm saying, saying I'm right. I'm saying the ego of, don't underestimate the ego of some of these people that think that they're unique. That okay, they but how about to the, Phil
1: Jackson and uh, Steve Kerr? I'll just take over jobs that are ready to go. And Phil Jackson is 111 and
2: Steve Kerr is yeah, 104. Those, those guys are wussies compared <laughs> to me. Those guys, those guys are real coaches. Snyder's over here doing heavy lifting both times. Yeah, he's like, I can do this. I'm a,
1: I'm a man. I'm sure chub. he can, but why not wait? And he could have got another gig. That Milwaukee man, came open twice. Milwaukee come, has, Milwaukee's come open twice. Haven't you read the, in the book? know is the
2: enemy. You, yeah, I, wrote I know it. you haven't read it.
1: <laughs> 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 I know for a
2: fact you haven't.
1: All right, so we got the Jazz game tonight, 5:30. Uh, Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe will be on the air with us at 4.30. Get you ready for the ball game, and we'll see what the Jazz can do. All right, let's move on. Hashtag NBA.
3: Worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've we've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called. Period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm
1: done. There it was. Monty Williams, Detroit's coach.
2: It's not After fair, Monty. After that, he
1: got up. Did you see the play? I've seen it 20 times now. And... It was a scramble situation. The Nets, uh, Knicks had the ball, and uh, they took a shot, missed, and then the ball gets along the sideline. And Divincenzo calls the fumble with a great goal line tackle of a Thompson. I mean, he just dove right into him. <laughs> the ball's loose a little bit, so both let him play. Both guys. So Thompson <laughs> of the of the net of the Pistons is facing. Midcourt, right? And basket is over his right shoulder, right? He's right along the sideline. And DiVincenzo, he's a Philly guy, so those guys are tough. Played at uh, Villanova, and he does just go dive right in there. Now, Thompson didn't have complete control of the ball, but it looked like he was about to
2: assume control. But Do you have to have control of the ball for it to be a foul?
1: No, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. That's that's what Williams is saying. That's what Monty Williams is saying. And I mean, they've sucked this year. They, they're awful, obviously. Uh, and yeah, I think it was in the Garden. So you got the Knicks, who were pretty good this year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how it wasn't. So then, anyway, then the ball gets to back to Brunson, and that at that point, it's total chaos. The defense is all over the place. They can't be accounted for to to, to guard everybody because the just a, it's a like a fire drill at that point and then they get a layup right there at the end. <laughs> I feel bad for the, uh, the for the Pistons and I can get where Monty Williams and they're gonna find him whatever but nah, afterward uh, the referee James Williams who's crew chief uh, said that uh, he admitted in pool report that it should have been a, a foul but it wasn't a couple other games uh, Kevin Ollie getting his first win as interim coach of the Nets. We went to Crenshaw High School in South Central, the Crenshaw Cougars. That's
2: what I'm talking about. Used they to played play, against Dorsey. They played play, against the Carson Colts. They played against. Played against. So well, I covered them.
1: They played against Washington, Manual Arts, uh, Locke. Yes, that was uh, L.A. City, the South, whatever they used to call it. My wife taught at Washington, which was right there at 109th, and 108th in and Denker in South Central. When the riots broke out in 1992, they used uh, Washington for the storage of artillery, the National Guard. Wow. So, uh, yeah, she talked there for uh, many, many years uh, and had some great, great experiences there. They did a movie her first year. Remember, we used to have the uh, like movies of the week on ABC or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Well, they did a story, a With- movie, called it The George McKenna Story. You can look this up a fact and George McKenna was the principal of Washington and he got it there and he revitalized he called it Washington Preparatory High School he used to call it the prep because you were going to go to college it was on the way and so Hollywood got a hold of it and made this movie this drama and the lead actor the guy who played George McKenna Denzel Washington when Denzel was a young buck and I knew George McKenna
2: and he, looked, he, nothing no like, he looked nothing like Denzel Washington. He looked
1: nothing like Denzel Washington. Go look it up. The George McKenna story, the way McKenna, the way you would think it'd be spelled. And he was the principal. And he hired my wife. My wife worked for him at Washington. And now she's at Corner Canyon. And we're going to win another chomping ship in basketball. Oh,
2: my God. We're two
1: wins away. Kaz pouring in 39 points yesterday up at the Huntsman Center. At a boy, cause no, They don't need. <laughs>
2: Extra publicity from you.
1: <laughs> Just it's a sports show. he poured in 39 points yesterday. And you love Corner Canyon. <laughs> yes.
2: Of course you do.
1: My wife's going in the Hall of Fame as a Corner Canyon Charger. She's gonna that's wear right. the cap. I got plenty of gear. I don't like the football coach though. That that <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't like the football (laughs) coach.
1: It'll get back to him, I'm sure. Uh, So, there you go. And the Kings uh, lost to the Heat. How about that? Bam Adebayo, 28 points. Jaime Hawkes Jr., one of my favorite names to say. Him and Johnny Juzang used to light it up for UC Los Angeles a few years back. And they're on the same team. All right, let's move on to college basketball.
0: Hashtag college basketball. Ingram has it on the right baseline against Cleveland. Double-team comes, kicks it out to Ryan. He'll try the three, good. Inbounded out to Davis, and he'll go to the center jump circle. Trying to get a screen from Washington, hard hedge by O'Meara. Oh my gosh, a long jump, oh, holy cow! A jump back three from about Brevard on the state logo. Carolina gonna let Watson heave it up. It is no good, and the Tar Heels survived. A career night for R.J. Davis, 42 points. Allows Carolina to get out of here with a win, 75-71.
1: Some exciting college basketball action there. You got in, uh, North Carolina, UNC, withstood RJ Davis's forty-two career high. Man, I you feel like you have a career high, but you lost. Can you take satisfaction in that, Riley Jensen. You're Mr. Sports Psychologist. Yes, you can. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. You can take
2: satisfaction in that for sure.
1: I'm a Pac-12 guy, Pac-10 guy, for life, and now it's over and I'm dismayed and saddened and disheartened about it being football over in football. But basketball in the Big 12, bring it on, my good friends. I watched two games last night. You had West Virginia and Kansas State. Kansas State, get this, they win in overtime. Frank Tang, this is his second year. They're seven and zero in overtime games this year. And over the almost two full seasons now, the season in three quarters, Tang in overtime for Kansas State is 12-0. and zero, And they've won seven straight this year. That's unbelievable.
2: It's because he loves his players more than others.
1: <laughs> get them to overtime, and they're good to go. And West Virginia was trying to get a road win. It did not happen. But Baylor got a road win. Going in TCU and knocking off. The Horn Frogs, so the Baylor Bears did not lose three straight because they had lost in overtime to Houston on Saturday, and a week ago in Provo they lost to BYU. And uh, BYU's tonight, oh my gosh, they've got number seven, Kansas, at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. What chance do you give the Cougars? Mm, 20%.
2: Chance.
1: 20? All right, we'll see. They've got four games left. They're uh, trying to get to 20 wins. They need a couple of wins. And they've got Iowa State on the road, who's number eight. Houston is number one. So that means three teams in the Big 12 are in the top eight. Very, very impressive. But they've also got Oklahoma State and TCU at home coming up over the next two weeks. So they've got that opportunity. And your Utah State Aggies at number 22. BYU dropped out of the ranking for the first time since November. Aggies at 20 freaking two. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Danny Sprinkles representatives, <laughs> they're going to get paid in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we're going to go there again? They got Fresno State tonight in you're Fresno. Me off.
2: You're, you're I, making me mad. You don't want to see people get I, paid? I just want you. to to let Utah State fans enjoy Danny Sprinkle while he's here.
1: All right, well, enjoy him while he's here because you're going to miss him when he's gone. Let's move on to the NFL.
0: Hashtag NFL. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. People, people think that I'm out of there, but you know, maybe I am. But no matter what, like I, I love to go back.
1: That's Russell Wilson. We talked about it yesterday. And Riley Jensen thinks Russell, Russell Wilson is a bum. I don't understand it. I didn't say bum. Yeah,
2: well, you he said he know, oh, so
1: many disingenuous. Okay. Disingenuous.
2: I don't, I don't, I don't believe what he says. He's be- like. He's like the king of, like, coach speak. Of course I want to go back to Denver. I'd love to play at Denver. I want to win two Super Bowls out of five. Why not five out of five?
1: Uh, I I think, uh, you know, it's because he's a man of faith and that bugs you. No, it's not
2: that. Yes. I think I'm, it I'm is. I'm happy for people that that, that love their faith. And he's got that, that singer. What's her
1: name? Sierra? Yeah. Yeah, man, and and uh, he's so famous. You, just,
2: you think I'm jealous? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm way jealous.
1: Oh man, I, I, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm petrified of Russell Wilson.
2: <laughs> How dare you
1: laugh? Oh, you mark my words come next winter
2: Bronco Nation let's
1: ride Bill's offensive tackle Deion Dawkins lashed out at the Jets in defensive end Michael Clemens in his interview with Pat McAfee I hate them all of them bro when it comes to sports there are people that play the sport because they love the sport and then there's people that play the sport just to try to be cool I feel like they play the sport to try to be cool there are a bunch of dudes that just want to take pictures on Instagram that's whack I hate them, all of them. I was just a little bit of a Max Hall. I mean, that's who you are, right You just live your life on Instagram. I do. Yeah, I know. Posted I mean, pictures of... Sarah sitting in for DJ. She too, man. Yeah. I just see her in there, just constantly posting on Instagram, TikTok, one after another.
2: I mean, at why we're here, Yeah. <laughs> let me just go ahead and put us on video. Don't you dare. Can I, can I do that? No, I don't okay, want to be on video. <laughs>
1: Sarah live-streamed her wedding on TikTok, didn't you?
3: No,
0: absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> don't
1: also, you know, he don't, was saying
0: all of this while sitting shirtless oh, on the Pat McAfee show.
1: Well, you got well, you did, McAfee barely wears a shirt. So, what the heck? So, he's
2: looking cool is what you're saying. He's, he's just going to go with the pitch with PK. Whatever he says you are, go with it. Like, go further until <laughs> he gets uncomfortable. <laughs> you know? It's Can like you when make he hugs PK me, I go an extra two minutes yeah. on the hug. Can't make me uncomfortable. Oh, I
1: could. Yeah. And they had a little scuffle uh, last season after the Bills just worked the Jets. And we'll get to Zach Wilson and what Steve Young thinks, and we'll hit that up tomorrow. We got Frank Dolce joining us and uh, talk about quarterback spring ball, man, for the Cougs. It starts on Thursday, folks. Thursday. And then BYU is right around the freaking corner, for that matter. Or did I say BYU? I mean Utah. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: So, and then obviously Utah State, and everybody's going to get going here in the next couple of weeks with spring ball. And which brings us, Sarah, to college football.
0: #Hashtag College Football.
1: UMass is going to leave the A10 and go to the MAC as soon as the 25-26 season. Uh, and UMass was in, and then they went independent. Uh, they, when the A-10 used to be really good, but uh, the A-10 has uh, gotten taken over. A lot of those teams have gone to the Big East, so you got that going on. So Notre Dame and Connecticut will be the lone independents in college football because Army is going to join the American Athletic Conference. And there's talk of uh, the you know uh, adding Big 12, Big Ten, and SEC going to expand. you fans getting excited. Because they want out. They don't want to be associated with BYU. They think they're better than BYU? Riley thinks they're better than BYU?
2: <laughs> of course I do.
1: Right. I know you do. <laughs> I understand. I, got, I get where you're coming I can't coming even
2: from. believe how good the Utes are. Right. Compared to BYU, I love the Utes.
1: All right. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we got Dolce <laughs> to talk about that. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, probably 9.30, did you know you know Golden Richards, right?
2: Yes. Granite well, pa- High School player.
1: He passed earlier, uh, passed last week. Yeah. His brother, Doug Richards, who played basketball at BYU, is going to join us, and we're going to go down memory lane about the great Golden Richards. I mean, I didn't know him locally, but I knew he played for the Cowboys. Okay. And he was a heck of a receiver. So we got that coming up. Also, we're going to play some cuts from Steve Young. Stay with us right here. That'll be coming up next. I got to tell you about the Murdoch Auto Group, our title sponsorship. DJ and PK is proudly presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. Okay. What's up with Zach Wilson? What does Steve Young think? What does Riley Jensen think? Stay with us. We'll get to that next right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
0: Listening to DJ and PK. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. I love it. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
1: I Takes Your Toast, brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. 30 years of serving Utah. Start spreading the news. Riley Jensen sitting in for the Snigeldorf man. DJ, he'll be back tomorrow. God willing, as they say, where I grew up. And where I grew up, Frank was big. Frank was massive. Did you know that he's
2: an Italian from New Jersey? Yes, because... My wife is half Greek, half Italian. We went to her house in Long Island, her her old grandparents' house. There are more Frank Sinatra records than you can imagine. Now, I am
1: half Irish, half Italian. Papa was full-blooded Irish. Mama was hot-blooded
2: Italian. In addition to being... Full-blooded. Her she- grandmother was hot-blooded Italian. <laughs> grandpa, her grandpa was pretty chill. Greek guy, hot-blooded Italian. Yeah, well, that's my mother to a T. May she rest in peace. Her birthday
1: was just the other day. She would have been 93. And uh, Frank, she
2: worshipped Frank. Oh, I don't yeah. know... Back east, I don't know any <laughs> Italian who doesn't love Frank. It's a requirement. It's like,
1: it's like part of your religion. It is. It absolutely is, yes. He was from Hoboken. My mother was from West Orange, which is only a few so, miles away.
2: So let me get this right. You're half Irish, half Italian. Which neighborhood did you live in? Because you know, you, like my wife's best friends, like she's half Greek, half Italian. She has a best friend that's Irish, a, a best friend that's Italian, and then she has the last name Monolopoulos. That's Greek. Right. (laughs) So it's almost like every time I see her and her best friends, like a Greek an Italian and an Irish woman walk into a bar, (laughs) it's like, it's like the start of a joke. Yes. Uh, But it was, but, but they had specific neighborhoods they lived in. I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mine was the Italian side. I came along way later. My sisters are much older than me. They're both retired. And, so uh, how were the Kinahans treated in the Botafuco territory? Siamillo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> as I understand it, and I'm a junior, so my father had the same last name. Uh, we have the same name. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Patrick Kinahan sounds very Irish. But to dumb down the Irish when they were courting... It was Patricio? <laughs> it was by his middle name, which is Joseph. Oh, and Joey. Uh, yep. Okay. When he came over from East Orange to West Orange,
2: he was he became Joey. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True story.
2: <laughs> yes. Dude, I can't, I, <laughs> I have a blast with my wife's friends' names. <laughs> you know, it's like, I say Botafugo because of the story of Botafugos, but, yeah, like, yeah. every name is like that.
1: Oh, well, they got in and Val.
2: You know, <laughs> you got Michelle Petronini. <laughs> you got, you know, like, all these friends. yeah. I mean, it's heavy. A Nora McMahon. It it, it seemed like where
1: I grew up, you're either Italian or you're Jewish, right? A, those are those are the two. And if you didn't belong to either group, and those people took pride in those two groups, in many ways, the way Polynesians do here. Hmm. There's a tight bond there, and uh, I, there's a so.
2: there's a great Greek community here. When they see my wife, they always ask her which church she goes to. uh Oh, she—I know what you're talking about. She she had the Greek Orthodox on yeah. Highland Drive, yeah, she, which or the she... one down here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just south of the old. I've Cotton never Wood met Mall. you before.
1: Which one? Which <laughs> one do you go to? Just south of the old Cottonwood Mall. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know exactly where where they are. And they have the big Greek celebration around Labor Day. Yep. Here, yeah, yeah. I had some friends who were into that. I used to work with them at the Tribune. And they would bring in the food, and, and it was it's cool. Great. It was cool to learn about it from them, and they were very much into that. So, Frank, Greek Easter
0: is the best holiday.
1: Greek what? Easter, and yeah. why is that?
2: The food. The food. There you go. The food. Look, I'm not. Munja, munja, as they say in I'm, Italian. I'm not saying my big fat Greek wedding is true, but I could testify. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that, one. That, that. That Naya, what's her name? <laughs> I or, don't know. The, but it's the so gal. <laughs>
2: I mean, dude, the Windex and the, like, putting it on everything. You don't eat no meat? (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun movie.
1: It's a great movie. Yeah, they did uh, sequels to it. So there you go. And Frank, in honor of Riley Jensen being here and his wife having some East Coast roots, thought that we would put him as the band of the day, Mr. Sinatra, Summer Wind and Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, my gosh. My, My father... So he died in the 2014, in October of 2014. And my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law, they brought him up uh, from Arizona to, in August. So it's two months before he passed, right? And uh, this was in the summer, obviously. And I rented a big old suburban thing. And all the family that we have here, we don't have a big one, but the one that we do, including the dog, we, I took him up to Bear Lake, and uh, when we got in uh that we went up through Logan that Logan Canyon up there yeah. beautiful drive and i uh brought a uh, cd of uh Frank Sinatra's and my father who's at that point he was 85 and he was sort of he he was okay but he would have lapses of where the memory wasn't there and like he mistook me for my wife's brother it's kind of sad but that whole ride, once we got in the canyon up to Bear Lake. He knew every word. Yep. And was singing at the top of his <laughs> lungs. And my sister and myself were driving up crying because we know the end is near. And he's got total recall of every Frank tune. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they went, uh, one time they went to see him at Madison Square Garden. And uh, afterward, they knew that he went. I, I saw him in concert. They took me. Uh, that, And I was a youngster. He they, they went, they went and ate at a restaurant called Jilly's in New York, and he came in, and my father got up the gumption to go over to him and introduce himself and introduce my mother to him. And that was the highlight of their life, that they were standing there, and they got to say hello to Frank. And I told my kids, my daughter, I said, you never have to say his last name. There's, That's true. There's just one Frank. They don't say the last no. name. And don't if you want, like if you want to talk about Frank Layden, you say Frank Layden. But when you say Frank, it, everybody knows. Yeah, there's only one guy. So there you go. And keeping with the the, the New York theme, in this case New Jersey, because <coughs> the Jets actually play in Jersey and they practice in Jersey. They don't go into New York, but they're called the New York Jets. That's what they've been called. Zach Wilson story came out earlier this, or a text, or tweet, I should say, or X on whatever they call it, a post. NFL rumors said that the Rams are interested in Zach Wilson. And this was just the other day. And the Thursday before Super Bowl, so we're going back three plus weeks now, we had Steve Young on. DJ and I, and he's gracious enough to come on. We have him on occasionally. Jim Herman is his friend, sets it up for us. And here's what Steve Young said three weeks ago before this report came out that the Rams are interested in Zach Wilson. Zach has to own that. No matter what, I think it's important that you say that, despite the fact that we know there's a thousand
0: mitigating factors, Zach has to own it because if he doesn't, the next place that he gets to that
1: hopefully is a lot better for quarterbacks There'll be other mitigating factors there, even in the good spots. But if you're not careful, you'll you'll lean on and you won't you won't get it done. He needs to own it and then make the changes. But I really believe of all the places that Zach could go to, my spot,
0: kind of hand-picked if I could, would go to Sean McVay and behind Matthew Stafford because I think it's a spot where he could really understand the position, really get coached in a way that could be really profitable to him, and still could see the field in the near term because Matthew's probably not going to play forever.
1: There was Steve Young three weeks earlier before that report came out you're a football guy Riley you played quarterback Sean McVay. Sean McVeigh's resume is impeccable. He I think he became the youngest head coach all time at age 30 and when he got there in, in, in 27 17 2017, I don't think the Rams had, had a winning record since like 2003. That first year, winning record. Second year, Super Bowl. Couple years, not. Then they make the trade for Stafford. Stafford's first year, Super Bowl, they win. Stafford hadn't won a playoff game in all that time in Detroit. The offense, in to- terms of points scored, the first year he got there, McVeigh led the league in points. The year before, Last in points. What do you think of Zach
2: Wilson going to the LA Rams? So this was brought up I think when I subbed in I think you were in Maui. This this subject was brought up with DJ and myself and he had mentioned that um well it was actually Jake Hatch had said, Hey, the fit that I think would be good is the LA Rams so I gotta give him a little bit of credit for that because when I started thinking about it, I mean I don't know that you could draw up the Steve Young picture better, right? Like, Zach Wilson is going through what Steve Young went through with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Correct. Buccaneers were terrible. It was not a great place to play quarterback. He was getting his butt handed to him every single week. Steve People, Young was 3-16 and 16 in his two years as a starter
1: with, like, 10 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. Right. People were like, this
2: guy's a bust. Totally. They drafted this him is, in
1: 1987, they drafted Vet Testaverdi with the number one pick.
2: If if Zach has an open like line with Steve Young, he should be listening to everything that Steve and he Young does. says Steve, they communicate. Yeah. And so I I I'll be honest, when when Zach got drafted by the Jets. I was very, very nervous about it, even before the draft when people were saying the Jets. Because I feel like the Jets have been the place that quarterbacks go to; they go to die. Mark Sanchez was the starter for all 16 games in 2010
1: and 2011. Since then, 15 different quarterbacks have started a game.
2: Well, and even even Mark Sanchez, who was a, a terrific quarterback in college, and I thought. I thought he could have been even better in the NFL if he'd been somewhere else. Uh-huh. But he went to play for Rex Ryan in the New York Jets. And, yes, they went to the AFC Championship game and lost. They did, yeah. But it wasn't the way Mark Sanchez probably would have drawn up his career either. He's known for the butt fumble. Right. He ran into the offensive but, line. But, right? like, I mean, <laughs> why? Uh, anyway, I could go off on a million things as to why the Jets are not a great place. I knew it was going to be hard media-wise. I knew it was going to be hard scrutiny-wise. I also thought to myself, man, you got a defensive coach there and I think that stuff matters. It it matters. And so to me when you talk about him going to the LA Rams, like that gets me excited about Zach Wilson again. That gets me excited about a young talent that is very very talented. He has an amazing arm. I don't think I don't think that there's many players that have worked as hard as he has to get to where he is. I mean, when he was a young talent I mean, I remember having him as a sophomore at Mountain West Elite and a junior at Mountain West Elite. I mean, you're talking about skinny. You're talking about really, really coordinated and a really – but worked on his body, worked on his arm over and over and over again. Him, him and his dad, Mike, were just always ready to go throw the ball somewhere. What did you see in him at that that point? Oh, uh, like not afraid of the moment not afraid to make big-time throws. I think from from a very young age, he definitely separated. Now, he probably came from maybe the best group of quarterbacks out of the state of Utah that I've ever seen in, like, 2016, 2017, when they were coming out of high school. I mean, there was a whole bunch of really good ones. You had Cam Cooper from Lehigh. You had Will Dana from Alta. You had um, Bronson Barron from American For- – I mean, it was a really, really good group of Utah quarterbacks. He stood out. And then when he, when his body filled out his senior year, he he just ele- – it was just like a rocket ship. He really elevated. But he's got all the arm talent. He's got all the smarts. He's got all the charisma. He's got everything that he needs to be a successful quarterback. I just don't think the Jets was the right place for him. And hearing about the Rams and and hearing Steve Young say that, I'm like, oh, yes. Like, yes. Go – Humble yourself for a minute, learn behind Matt Stafford, be with your friend Puka Nakua. Right? Yeah. Learn the offense. Gain some of your confidence back. Cause I don't care who you are, like what he's gone through, that's tough mentally. Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, I you know, like like him, hate him. If you're a Utah fan, and you hate Zach Wilson, like you have to admit what he's been through is is a difficult situation. And some of it He would say he brought on his own. Which is why Steve was saying he's got to own it. Right. But isn't that the key to change, though? Isn't awareness just the key to change? I think it's a requirement. Yeah, I think you have to be aware of the parts that were were your fault. And then you got to be aware of the parts that weren't your fault and let go of those. And then move forward because... He's an incredible athlete. He's an incredible talent. And I, I would love to see him be successful somewhere. And I think the LA Rams would be a great place for him. Because if Stafford rides off into the sunset He's thirty six years old. Right. Let's say in two years. Let's yeah. say let's say he sits behind Matthew Stafford for two years. They would have to take a look at Zach again after two years for at least a year and say, Hey, has anything changed? Do we like do can we invest in this guy? You think he needs a reset then? No no question. And a, a step away. Probably more mentally than anything else. It's not, it's not a physical problem. It's, it's not going to work in New York with the Jets. No. I never thought it would. Yeah. A lot and of people I, thought and, that. And, and, and I didn't say it too loud because I didn't want people to think that I was bashing Zach bashing. Hand. Yeah, I got you. It was but, more but the situation. New York is a terrible situation. Terrible. Yeah. Now I'm glad he got paid, but I think after a while you realize like I can get paid all I want. This isn't very fun. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Like I mean there were there were literal situations where I would look and I would have flashbacks to playing quarterback at Utah State where where People aren't being blocked. There's a linebacker coming free right at your face, and then you would look downfield from behind, and there's not even a receiver with even, like, one foot of separation. And I'm like, you know, and you got New York fans like, ah, the bum, why doesn't he run the ball? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you mean run the ball against that middle linebacker that weighs 235 pounds, runs a 4 forty, and is one of the best in the world at what he does. He's supposed to just run out of there – and make an unbelievable play to a bunch of receivers that aren't even open by a foot.
1: (laughs) That's a tough pitcher.
2: I mean, dude, I was having flashbacks. I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, that's hard freaking work. I mean, I'm glad he's getting paid, but, oh, my gosh, that's hard work.
1: Riley Jensen, he's a sports psychologist. We'll talk about rebuilding confidence got to tell you man on tuesdays it's jazz ticket tuesday we're going to be giving them away stay with us we'll get to that coming up we got frank dolce at the top of the hour talk about quarterbacks here in the state and what could be done to rebuild uh, zach wilson's confidence and riley is a master at it he's got all sorts of education and knows a bunch and we'll get to that next stay with us 97.5 the ksl sports zone
0: it comes to the biggest moments in utah sports history say ah these guys have seen it all this is dj and pk dj and pk on 97.5 the ksl sports song
1: Some exotic booze. There's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Catch Jeff on their Summer Stadium Tour 2024 as they make a stop at Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater on September 10th. Get your tickets at livenation.com or listen to The Zone all day on Thursday you were 29th this Thursday for your chance to win. Frank, band of the day, come fly with me. It always reminds me of this song of, uh, when I hear this song of the movie uh, Catch Me If You Can with DiCaprio and yeah. Tom Hanks when he fakes being a pilot. And if you Good were show. a pilot and a flight attendant in those days, man, it was where it was at. Yeah. Yeah, because it was so glamorous. And everybody who went on planes dressed up as if they were going to a wedding. It was, it was a big deal to fly, yeah. And that was a great movie, and that guy's true. I guess he had some background in uh, BYU or something, took a online course or something along like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank or something or other, whatever his name was, you can check that out. Didn't
2: he end up being a consultant for, like, yeah, yeah, the CIA yeah, yeah, yeah. and the FBI? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Telling him them, telling them about forgery and yeah. about... Yeah. I mean, you talk about fake it till you make it. Like, that guy he f- did. faked it till he became it.
1: yeah. <laughs> And he went down south and he got a Amy Adams. You remember? No. Yeah. <laughs> what, he was he was a doctor and an attorney.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Charlie Sheen's father snuffed him out after he married his daughter, Amy Adams. Who <laughs> 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 was brought up in your faith and then uh, doesn't uh, practice it anymore, but there you go on that. Now you wrote a book. what's the name of that book?
2: It's called uh Pure unadulterated guts
1: and uh, should Zach Wilson read that book
2: uh yeah I mean I, listen I think I don't I don't uh, the book is designed for any athlete any anybody in corporate America that is dealing with stress yeah. anxiety pressure Zach is right and so um I think Zach, look, Zach is is an extremely mentally tough person, but I, I don't I don't think that even the 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 most mentally tough um, wouldn't be affected a little bit by the situation that he's been How in. How could you not? But I think if 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 I were talking to Zach, I think kind of what Steve Young was talking about, like just be aware of what's your fault. But I think more importantly for Zach is to be aware of, of the stuff that isn't his fault because I think what gets convoluted in all of this um, in the story of Zach Wilson is that there's parts that, are not, that don't have anything to do with him and there's parts that do have to do with him. And that's really, really tough to separate when you're a competitor, when you feel like you can overcome things, when you feel like the situation was not set up for you to succeed. You got to be able to separate those two, and I think, I think for Zach, the best thing that can happen to him is one, go to a great team like the LA Rams, where he can where he can build his confidence up again about the type of player he is and what he's good at, and then I think time is his best enemy, or is is his best, best ally, yeah. best ally, right? Yeah. because it just takes a little bit of time to get away from something like that, but more than anything, I mean, I. And and I'll give I'll give you a couple examples of where um, players can be really really successful by understanding what their strengths are. But you look at you look at Dennis Rodman, right? Dennis Rodman played 19 years in the NBA. Couldn't shoot a three. Was not a great free throw shooter. But he knew what brought him to the dance. Yeah. He knew that playing tough defense and rebounding the basketball. I mean, how many stat lines did he had where he had zero points and like 27 rebounds? Yeah. And then on the flip side, you you go to Kyle Corver, who played 17 years in the NBA. And look, this is all relative standard here, so I'm not I'm not ripping on Kyle Corver, but not a great defender, not a great rebounder, but could shoot the three and could make free throws in the clutch. A good looking guy. Well, very handsome. Yeah. But <laughs> but because he knew what his strengths were, he played 17 years in the NBA. And I think more than anything, for Zach right now, he needs to know what he's good at. He needs to know what he's not good at. And and really focus on what brought him to the dance. Focus on what got him to the NFL. Instead of all the things that people are telling him he's not good at, just be hyper-focused on the things that he's good at. And there's there's some real power in that. There's some real power in focusing – On Things I mean we give power to what we focus on and I think if if Zach can move past his New York Jets experience like Steve Young did at Tampa Bay and move on to like what he's really really good at which I think he has really really great feet. I think he's super athletic as a quarterback. I think he has an unbelievable arm that sometimes gets him in trouble because he tries to squeeze in things that that maybe maybe he he can't possibly do. And if he can just learn to take what the defense gives him and then beat people within his, with his feet um, because he's so athletic. And the other thing that I think is really, really great about Zach is his balance. Like, I, he has really, really good balance when he throws the ball and when he runs. Like, he's not that easy to tackle. He He may not look like he's a burner, but he's not that easy to tackle. And so I think if he focused on his strengths rather than anything that has gotten into his head from the New York Jets, he can have a long and successful career. Can still he be in the NFL, another Jordan Love. I think he has all the talent and all of the the ability that Jordan Love does. I think Jordan Love. I mean, I still think there's things Jordan Love needs to improve on. Sure. I mean, he's
1: basically a rookie.
2: No, he is a rookie. He, he had that luxury of watching the speed and watching everything Three for years. two years but I still think he throws off his back foot too much now he has unbelievable arm talent and he can just whip the ball wherever he wants to and he gets away with some of it right now I think he's still got to be careful of that yeah yeah right but yeah. I think I I don't think that 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 upside is too far away for Zach okay
1: all right we'll hit this with Frank Dolce and we'll get his thoughts on the start of spring ball coming up. We will do that next. I got to tell you that. Jazz Ticket Tuesday. We're not calling now, though, right? No, we will do that coming up in a half hour. Utah Jazz Ticket Tuesday is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Learn and earn the app paying your family to learn about money. UCCU. Love where you Bank. Frankie D coming up next right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.